Welcome back to the Hoosier Cat Report here on this Saturday, uh, September 12th, 2020. We are on the eve of the NFL season kicking off tomorrow um, in earnest. We've got Tony Liu back from our studios out in New York. Tony, how are you feeling? I know this is like Christmas Eve to you right now. Excellent, Tom. We're just so close from football. It's our favorite time of the year. The air is crisp, well, out here in New York, not in San Francisco currently, but it's just really good right now and just looking forward to the next 12 hours and then it's going to be kickoff a little bit over 12 hours. Yeah, for sure. Um, so when we look at it tomorrow, um, what are some of the major um, storylines that you're, you're most excited about? Obviously, there's Brady with the with the uh, Bucks, and we got Newton there in New England. What are some of the things you're most excited about? Uh, for just being biased, the Jets for me, seeing how they perform against the Bills. I mean, not to make this a Jets segment, but uh, we just lost our rookie wide receiver. He's out for the week, and it's gonna be whether or not we could put up any points. I'm almost inclined to take the under. But, uh, yeah, also uh, how the Bears play. I'm interested on how Mitch is going to play, Trubisky, like just because basically his career is on the line right now. It's really short leash for him. Also, uh, um, the Ravens, see how Action Jackson lives up to the hype after not performing so well from last year's playoffs. And like you said, Tom Brady, all eyes are going to be on Tom Brady and Gronk and that offense and – I think Mike Evans is out, actually, for the game. I could be wrong, but I think he is. But even then, he has enough um, firepower. And also the Cowboys. I'm interested in the Cowboys. See if Dak is going to live up to his his contract that he wants to get for this year. That's a big year for Dak. So, yeah, it's exciting times. It's very exciting times for the next – a lot of stories, a lot of questions will be answered, but then it's only week one, but it's just, it starts the forward motion of things to come. So what do you think about my Colts and uh, having Philip Rivers under center? We know our, our good friend, Mr. Michael, John Demian has his feelings on uh, Philip Rivers. <laughs> Number one fan over there. Oh <laughs> uh, Yeah. I think Rivers is, I mean, they're, to look at Vegas' line, they're nine-point uh, favorites in Jacksonville. So mm-hmm. everyone thinks Jacksonville is in the tank mode right now, especially after they cut Leonard Fournette. And I think they traded away one of the top defensive linemen. So, yeah, it's all, I I think Rivers is going to do well. T.Y. Hilton's still there. They still have the the proper places of uh, players in place. It's, I mean, Jacoby Brisket last year took him pretty well, did pretty well. But then afterwards, it was just, yeah, we'll see how Rivers pulls up this this time. First time in, what, 16 years since he's a Charger? That's quite impressive. Exactly. So, yeah. I think my feelings on it for Rivers is that there's a lot of um, good uh, tools around him, a lot of good players. There's, there's you know, his – Toolbox is pretty full with some talent, and I saw there were some reports that maybe several of the offensive linemen, Constanzo, um, a couple others, maybe game time decisions. But if they're all able, all able to play, 
to me, I don't know if Rivers ever had a solid offensive line in San Diego or last year in L.A. to where if the offensive line is stable, I think he'll have a little bit more time given he's getting older. He doesn't really scramble. I mean, he's one of those guys like Brady just gets in the fetal position and gets down. You know, he wants to live another play, which I appreciate and can understand. But I think he could really gel well in this offense because there's going to be a passing game for him and a pretty solid running game as long as that offensive line's in place. Yeah, Marlon Mack is still there. So, I mean, he was a good running back for you guys last year too. It was good. It was good. I agree. We'll see. But, I mean – First first week against the Jags isn't really a real yeah. test at this point. Everyone's, everyone has them on tank mode. So, I mean, nine-point favorites on the road. <laughs> like, that's a lot. But, I mean, granted, there's no fans. But what did you think about Thursday night's game with the whole fan situation? And how yeah, it was a little odd. I mean, at one point, Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth made the – pretty good point that it felt to them as though they were at a game where the score was 50 to seven with about four minutes to go in the fourth quarter, the way there was, you know, just pockets of some fans and there wasn't a lot of electricity. And um, I read an article earlier, at least saw a headline, I guess the TV ratings were substantially down the other night. So, um, which, to me, I thought whether there's fans or not, if I'm watching from the home experience, it really doesn't affect me really that much as long as I'm entertained, the game's going. Um, so I guess we'll see across the NFL tomorrow how the reception is as far as ratings and, and the uh, atmosphere and whatnot. But, you know, all in all, I, I, I enjoyed watching the game. It wasn't the most riveting game there once it started to, to get a little bit out of hand, but I don't think that was – overly shocking except you know we know some people that like to uh take the plus 10 on on houston but i'll digress i was about to say the same thing i was like it would have been a great game if we bet kc however we didn't so that's why um all in all though when watching it though it felt like the cameramen were doing a good job and just how the producers were displaying the show I mean, sorry, the game was as if there were 65,000 fans in the background. There was like, you wouldn't notice it from any other year how the game was. It's just, um, if you take a step back and see the camera view, you're like, wow, that's a lot of empty seats. But I mean, like you said, we enjoyed the football game as is, and we wouldn't know any different. But yeah, that's interesting to know that ratings were down, but. Yeah, I, I I don't know what the explanation could be for that. But like you said, week one will be a good parameter of how the things to come. So exciting are time. You, uh, are you looking forward to Sunday night football tomorrow night when they're going to be opening up that new – this looks like an absolute gem there down in L.A., uh, the new random yeah. chart. And that thing looks amazing. And I haven't seen I haven't seen any pictures of it yet, but I'm pretty sure when I tune in tomorrow, it's going to be there. And they play the Cowboys, which is going to be a should be a good game. Who are a couple of players this season that you think could really either establish players that are going to go to the next level, or maybe some you know guys that you you've heard of but you you didn't really expect them to have a breakout season at their position? Are there a couple of guys um, that come to mind and just to 
throw out a few predictions so we'll have it on record. I'm interested to see how Matt Ryan's going to do. One, Matt Ryan. I have like three or four, but I'm going to start with Matt Ryan. He was an MVP two years ago. Well, maybe three years ago. They went to the Super Bowl. You, we all know how that turned out, 28-3. to three, And then they lost it. And then the last couple of years has just been, what 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 is going on with Matt Ryan and Julio Jones? I mean, you have one of the best wide receivers. And you have Calvin Ridley as well. It's just like, uh, let's put it together kind of a thing. So I'm interested to see Matt Ryan. Mitch Trubisky in Chicago we talked about. I'm very interested to see. Because like Nick Foles is just waiting, and he has a very short leash, especially since he was drafted above Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> now, also as a Jet fan, it hurts too because we drafted Jamal Adams before Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes. Once again. But, you know, I got Sam Darnold, so I'm happy about that. But, yeah. But knowing, knowing how the future, the eight ball holds, like, for all I know, they could have been a jet and they would have been injured week three of the NFL. So in any other case, and obviously uh, the number one, all lies on the NFL is going to be Tom Brady. Right. You know, I know Rob Gronkowski, all that. It's the question, the 20 year question, was it Bill or was it Tom that led to their dynasty? So, Mm -hmm. I mean, we'll see. I think Bruce Arians is a good head coach, but you know, Tom Brady's been in, another system. I mean, he's, he was with Josh McDaniels for a while. So for him at this 40 odd years, however old he is, I think he's 42. I mean, it's really impressive and we'll see. I mean, maybe all he has to do is just manage a game. I don't expect him to do 49 points, but a game, but we'll see. He has the weapons too, though. He does have the weapons. How about you, Tom? Who are you looking forward to see? Um, yeah, quite a bit. It's interesting you brought up uh, Matt Ryan because I I was thinking the same thing. It seems as though he still has potentially quite a bit in the tank, but then last season it wasn't horrible, but it just wasn't anything to write home about. So um, he's got, what, Ridley and, and Julio Jones at wide receiver. I'm not sure who they have at running back these days. Freeman's not there. Coleman's a yeah. Um, yeah, I forgot, but I mean, I'm pretty sure someone reliable – Right. Um, like you were saying, we, we talked about earlier, I'm, I'm really curious just because the Colts are, are my team. I'm, I'm really curious on uh, Rivers, obviously. And then Jonathan Taylor, who's the running back out of Wisconsin that they draft, that we uh, drafted this year. I think he there's quite a bit of promise for him. I know Max the starter, but a lot of people are thinking maybe three, four weeks in that it's going to be the Taylor show rather than, um, rather than Mac. But Taylor's a big, strong, up and down through the through the tackles type runner. Where Mac's a little bit more versatile, catch the you know dink and dump passes probably from Rivers. So um, I'm curious to see how that draft pick uh, shakes out. And uh, gosh, what do you think, Fitzmagic? Should we talk about him with the Dolphins? <laughs> it's the same show tom we've been through this he'll play well for six weeks or four weeks and then all of a sudden uh, everyone's all in the kool-aid like yeah he's awesome and then he will throw six interceptions in one game and then it's all downhill and then they're like how fast can Tua get back onto the field and i, I think he's not the whole year to be honest with you so uh, i mean i'm not even sure but 
I, I don't know. I guess I can't see the Miami Dolphins risking it if they go like three and three within the first six weeks. Like, why would you bring into a, especially with this season? It's just like wash it and then move on, build next year. How about we spend a couple minutes here talking about our uh, who we think is going to win each division in the AFC and the NFC? Then we can we'll spend a few minutes on a new segment we're going to introduce tonight to the uh, Who's Your Cat Report, and then we'll wrap it up with some final comments. So, us being AFC guys, how about we uh, focus on on the AFC first? Um, we talked about in our preview show of the AFC East a couple nights ago our, our feelings there and in that division how about the afc south you you think that's going to be tennessee you think that maybe the colts get in there obviously houston did look very good the other night without Hopkins at wide receiver goodness that was horrible i don't think casey's defense is that good but there was nothing going on uh i mean david johnson had a few good runs once again he's injury prone so we'll see I think Tennessee might come out with this. They just got Jeff, uh, they just got Clowney. Derrick Henry is still a beast. I I I mean Ryan Tannehill just needs to manage the game at this point. Just defense, run the ball, maybe get two hundred yards a game, no interceptions, and you might. And the, the Jags aren't even anywhere close to being in contention. So yeah, I think Tennessee might take the division. Okay. Yeah. I'd say Tennessee takes the division. It's close. The Colts are maybe a game behind. They'll get one of the wild cards, I believe. Really? Yeah, wow. I can see the Colts being a wild and card. Where's, where's Houston in this? Uh, Houston, I'd just write them off. They're heading to 8-8. Eight eight. <laughs> no, Brian can't coach. Not a good GM. We lose one bet, we lose one bet and now Houston's 8-8. Eight eight. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, AFC North, Got to ride it with uh, Jackson and, and Baltimore again. I mean, even though Big Ben's back with with the Steelers, I mean, he's he's getting up there in age, coming off a major injury to his arm. I mean, I'm just going to stick with Baltimore there in the AFC North. Yeah, I, I read somewhere that Baltimore hasn't really changed any of their any of their roster. It's just been very consistent. So. As long as Action Jackson doesn't get injured, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't win the division. And then, obviously, out here in the West for the AFC, it's clearly going to be Kansas City. Oh my goodness! I I don't. I Patrick Mahomes is scary. That offense is scary. Everyone watching it was like, "My goodness!" Like, I don't know how you stop it. It's like you guard you guard Tyreek Hill, who's who's a, who's going to spread out the field. Kelsey could catch anything in the middle, and then you got that new running back out of LSU, who's just phenomenal. It's yeah, I mean, I I get it. It's week one, but that they it looked like they didn't miss a beat from the Super Bowl till now. Like nothing changed, as if all right, we just got a new running back. But their offense is potent, and their defense is. Substantial enough to say they're they're they did well against Watson. Granted, I don't think Watson has the right amount of weapons right now. Brandon Cooks isn't really doing it. He ain't no DeAndre Hopkins, and uh, Will Fuller. I felt like they were just double teaming. So, I mean, mm-hmm. hopefully they find a better way around it. But we'll see. 
but yeah, Casey looks scary, real scary. Um, yeah. So we'd probably say Kansas City will be the AFC representative in the Super Bowl, and then you know, kind of transitioning here to just real quickly, we'll we'll skim over these for the NFC. Who, who are you choosing from the NFC East? Philly. Uh, I don't. Dallas? I think Dallas might do it. I think Dak has a lot to prove. Ezekiel Elliott is kind of like in his third year, kind of like, okay, I'm kind of feeling the part, like he's going to get there to the next level. Oh, and they just got, they have like three wide receivers, three stack wide receivers. They have, I totally forgot this. They got Cooper, Gallup, and uh, who's that rookie? Did? Uh, Judy, was it Judy? They drafted someone. God, I forgot his name. But yeah, the one of the top wide receivers in the draft class. Yeah, so Dak has weapons. So Dallas there, and then uh, the NFC South. You going with Tampa with your boy Brady? <laughs> My boy Brady. Sorry, they dropped the CD Lamb. Lamb, uh, Lamb. Uh, wide receiver. Um, it's kind of hard not to go with Brady, but I don't trust Todd Bowles' defense because he was a former Jets head coach. I, I. I would, you know, don't sleep on uh, Carolina either. I think Teddy Bridgewater is a is a sufficient quarterback, and they still have CMC, and that defense isn't bad either. So, but and New Orleans, Alvin Kamara just signed a huge deal today, mm-hmm. and yeah, they're they're right there as well. So, uh, it's a, it's a tough one. I I'm rooting for Brady. As, believe it or not, like as much as I dislike them, I do like to see what's happening in Tampa. I mean, they're they're they've always been like a kind of underrated team, but I'm kind of excited to see Brady tear it up in a division other than the AFC East. So, needless to say, but I mean, Brees might be on his decline, but we'll see. Um, I'm a, a coin toss for me. It's either Saints or Bucks. I can't put my finger on it. How about you, Tom? How about that? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just go with, like you said, I respect Brady and his play, so I'll, I'll go with Tampa for that one. I'll, 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 I'll pull for him. Um, how about that NFC North? You think it's going to be uh, Minnesota? Oh, Kirk Cousins. just oh, yeah. Dalvin Kirk also signed a big deal today, too. Running backs are getting paid today. I think it might be Aaron Rodgers. They drafted a rookie quarterback <laughs> and this man was one one game away from the Super Bowl. Remember Tom? I think you attended that game. He was one game yeah. away from the Super Bowl. And instead of getting him help, they drafted Jordan Love. Wow. <laughs> so to be honest with you, I think I think Aaron I, I, I read this somewhere. I think Aaron has two more years on his contract and he might just do a Tom Brady kind of a situation where it's like, you know, uh, I'm still serviceable. But isn't it funny? This is the same thing that kind of happened with Favre and him, where Aaron just sat there, waited, <laughs> waited, and then became who Aaron Rodgers is now. And now they just went on and drafted another quarterback. But I think Aaron Rodgers has a lot to prove, and he's just he might just go on a tear. So I'm excited for that. Minnesota, I hope. But uh, Kirk Cousins just hasn't won a big game. He just still can't. And then out, how about out here in the West? Do you think it's going to be uh, 
the Niners again, or you think up and coming Arizona or Russell Wilson up there in the Pacific oh, Northwest? It might be Russell. I think I I think Russell. This might be Russell's year. He has a DK Mac. He has an, a wide receiver core that's really sufficient and heads on. Has a good running back running game, and he's Russell Wilson. So, I, that's actually a very tough division too. San Francisco hasn't missed anything from their defense either. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna call a wild card because I think Seattle might might be the champs for it, NFC West. So now we're, I I mentioned this earlier, and and this is something that we've talked about off air that we wanted to incorporate into the Who's Your Cat report on a weekly basis because we know probably the fans out there of the show would would appreciate our our thoughts and insight. And we're going to make this quick. We're not going to go in depth in each game. We're just going to have maybe a couple couple quick hitters of why we feel this way. But we're going to take the, uh, the sports gambling view within the show here, and we're going to call this segment Triplin. So each week, we'll Tony and I will each have three games that intrigue us from a, a betting perspective, whether it's the line, the over-under of total points in the game. And, and we're just going to let you know very quickly our feelings on it in case anybody wants to triple, if not even more so, their their current money in their in the wallet. So, Tony, let's not let the uh, listeners wait any longer. What's your first game tomorrow that you're really uh, eyeing? To start things off, I'm going to go Seattle minus one and a half against the Falcons. All right. I, I think Seattle, I don't, I'm not sure why Vegas is giving Seattle just one and a half. This feels like a minus three game, but I think Seattle will win on the road week one. Okay. My first one is the Dolphins at the Pats getting seven points. I, I just feel as though Fitzmagic, the last game of the regular season there, uh, this past season, they won, and they were a huge underdog. So I just think that there could be some Fitzmagic. It'll be Newton's first game. There's not going to be many fans, if at all, there. And I just don't think uh, – seven seems high to me. So I would – I'm going to take Miami there plus seven for my first one. What's your second game? My second one will be the Panthers at home against the Raiders. Panthers are getting three points. Raiders are on the road. Derek Carr hasn't wowed me enough. I, yeah, I think Teddy Bridgewater and Christian McCaffrey are gonna do well with that offense. So yeah, I would take the three, and I think Panthers win. Okay, my second game's Green Bay at Minnesota. Green Bay is a two and a half point underdog, and as you said earlier, I think Aaron Rodgers just has something really to prove this year. So this one, I, I just think that. Uh, Green Bay is going to win outright, so I'd take the money line on that one. Go ahead and win yourself a little bit of extra on top of it. Speaking like a bookie, my friend. My third game is going to be J-E-T at Buffalo. I say the best for last, Tom. I am going money line on the Jets <laughs> week one in Bill's Mafia. Wow. So you're going – I think every year, Tom, there's one team that you're like, I can't believe they won week one. I think the Jets are going to do it. And the, this is my this is my game. This is what I'm doing. Jets money line. I'm biased, but I think a why not kind of a situation. Both teams, I mean, everyone's, I mean, seven points at home for the Bills. I mean, 
The so Jets were three quarters last year, but in the week one, until CJ Mosley went down and all went abrupt. And as I sp- spoke in last week, Sam Darno had mono. I really hope he doesn't have it this time. But yeah, I'm going to go money line Jets. And the Jets are money line at plus 265. So for those listeners that are new to the gambling aspect, that means that if if you bet $100 on the money line for the Jets to win outright, you'd actually win $265. And that's proportionately will change if you bet $50, $25, et cetera. So um, Tony's really going out there on the Jets, which, you know, we'll see how, how it goes. That's why they play the game. And for me, my last pick is this going back to uh, Brady. I believe I heard a stat that it's been 72 consecutive regular season games that he's been a favorite. And tomorrow he's an underdog in a regular season game. They're they're three and a half point underdog at the Saints. They're going to be in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, but there's not going to be hardly any fans. So that's usually a really tough place to play. I mean, you got Gronk, Brady, first game of the season, no preseason. They're getting three and a half. I mean, I could see them losing 30 to 27 and you're still going to make money. So I'm taking the points, the three and a half on the bucks for my, my final selection. Solid triplet session, Tom. I'm excited to see. And every week we should have a recap on how we did from the previous week and tally it up through the season. We will. Yeah. We'll keep ourselves on. And see if we did triple it, Tom. Let's see, let's see yeah, if we did. We'll, we'll see where we shake out at the end of the season. So we'll let you know next week of, you know, hopefully we're both 3-0 and and, and how, it, how it shook out. Uh, Tony, just to, to finish this up here, what are some final thoughts here? I, I can just feel the excitement through the, the microphone of you're just biting at the bit for the games to kick off tomorrow. With all that's happening in the world right now, it's good to just finally hit September and have some other things to get your mind off what's going on and nothing better than the NFL and to root for your team. So go Jets and it's going to either be a great season or a long season. Well said. Yeah. I mean, we've got COVID continuing here in the West, you know, almost the whole West coast is on fire right now, unfortunately with the smoke. So yeah, it's a nice distraction tomorrow to, to have the NFL back in earnest i'm super pumped up for it so um as always we appreciate you you listening tony your insight invaluable as always thanks for thanks for joining us and uh for the listeners uh, enjoy the games tomorrow and we'll be back uh next week for a, another edition of the hoosier cat report in the meantime take care of yourself so long everybody